1: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerd Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson. Hi, I'm Matt O'Hara. And I'm Garrett Price. And we are Dynasty Nerds, here talking some Dynasty Fantasy Football. And today we're talking about some guys that are low upside. Wait, no, no. Nope. nope. Low uh, risk. Low risk. High yeah. upside. High reward. High upside. I'm a little high. <laughs> uh, yeah, high upside. But <laughs> Pot- Potential high upside. How about that? Potential.
2: They've got like these, great potential.
1: These Absolutely. are not guys we're going to go out here. We're not, we're not putting our fist on the table. We're not putting them down aggressively. We're not knocking on wood. We're not hitting the wood. None of we're these not players. Not the wood. Oh, nope. Nope. Definitely we're not, not doing that. No, no, no. None nope. of these
0: players, if it was a startup, none of these would go in the first 10 rounds.
1: Oh, no, definitely not. No. No. But these are guys that are they're, they're so low risk, they offer some upside. They do. I just want to be clear about that. I want them to be like, oh, these are high upside. Like they love these guys. I'm like, no, I like these guys. We're saying there's a chance. Yeah. Like, I like my guys. You like your guys. Yeah. You have some guys?
2: I got some guys. Do you like them?
1: We got a lot of guys around here. I do like them. Six guys to be total. Maybe seven. We have time. Who knows? It ain't five guys. I do like five guys, though. Oh, it's my favorite burger place. Is it really? Oh, handsome. Over down. Swenson's? Oh, yeah, easily over Swenson's. Oh, I strongly disagree. I mean, Swenson's is good, but Swenson's no five guys. Great. Dude, if five guys was a woman, I'd marry her. What if it was it, five girls? That was, well, then
2: become Mormon. That sounds like Mormon. There you worship. go. Yep. You move to Utah.
1: Yeah, you go. Done and done. Sounds like a nice place to go snowboarding there. I, I'm sure it is. We're big in Utah here. <laughs> Just now, I heard that. Just now. Yeah, from my producer. Pe- people. Love oh, that, is that Utah. right? Oh, wow. All right,
3: nice. let's move on, guys. Okay, let's do
1: it. Uh, so let's talk about our producer. That wow. <laughs> offers some potential here, and I'm gonna start off with one of my guys here. It's LeMichael P. Ryan. Uh, for the New York Jets, formerly out of Florida, five 5'11", 216 pounds, was a, was a fourth-round pick. Coming off a ga- season last year, played 10 games, 232 yards, good for 3.6 yards per attempt, 11 receptions, 63 yards, and two touchdowns. Not a lot of opportunity last year because Adam Gase just fell in love with Frank Gore. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if, like, Gase was, like, Gore stopped going in there, and his hair wasn't working, but Gore kept going in there, and little <laughs> Michael P. Ryan was not going in there. He did not make six games of injury, and he also tested positive for COVID at the end of the year, mm. so that kind of uh, fell into his uh, little total there as well. But like I mentioned last week with the new addition of Robert Salah as head coach, that, that they're going to have this new –
2: That was our first moment. It was the first one of the day. Salah. Salah. When you say something and then Garrett and I look at each other because we know you messed it up, but oh. we just kind of let you go. Sorry, yeah, yeah sorry. Do it Solid. all should,
0: You know, we should Solid. have we should start to have like, like a counter on the YouTube show. How many times we do that? Look it's, at each other. It's
1: it's nonstop, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, th- this is <laughs> we're bringing <laughs> in Michael Lafleur's system, right, right? And this is a system that's going to use a lot of outside zone yep. and the running back is going to get the outside, and that's where actually like P Ryan excels. Like if we go back to our rookie breakdown tape of that. Like Michael P. Ryan has said, it's really weird for a running back of his size. Like, he looks really good on the outside. Like, he's not an inside runner, and that's where he excels on the outside. He's not a starter, but he's somebody who's very viable in the passing game. Yep. He has really good hands. He could play outside. When he was at Florida, they would split him out wide in the receiver position, and that's where he would excel. So I always thought looked at Michael P. Ryan as a pass catcher running back. So in the system, to me, it's set for him already. The Jets are – um Jets are a team that are going to have to establish a run. They have Sam Darnold there right now. Mm-hmm. The offensive line, could, offensive line can run outside zone with Beckton there as well. And he likes it. And if they're going to run that system, If it, we're, I'm going to this assuming he's going to be somewhat of the Kyle Shanahan system, right? With Mike LaFleur. Well, Mike, Mike LaFleur, I mean, I, I did
2: some research on him as well because my next player is is also from this same team. Um And he he the first job he ever had was with in Cleveland with with Kyle Shanahan and then he followed him Kyle Shanahan to Atlanta and then all the way um, over there to 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 San Francisco so it it's you got to think that's where the most I think uh, of the influence in his offense is going to come from
1: he's been there for for the past six seasons and right now right under contract for the Jets they have they have Lamichael Pirine, Ty Johnson Peter Guerrero and he's on a future contract and we, we. they're for sure going to bring in a running back. And I'm okay with that because this is a low risk upside PPR guy. And last season, the 49ers running back saw 135 targets, saw 92 receptions, 802 yards and nine touchdowns. Okay. And they have Ty Johnson there and Ty Johnson. He was okay. Last year, 13 games, 54 carries, 254 yards, good for 4.7 yards per attempt. One touchdown, 16 receptions, 99 yards and touchdown as well. But he did invest in LaMichael P. Ryan. And I think LaMichael P. Ryan's game will fit this outside zone and protect Sam Darnold if Sam Darnold's still the quarterback, even though they trade up for a guy like Justin Fields here. And he could be a viable PPR running back. How, we, how just like in San Francisco, the PPR running back is a viable flex option with sure. some upside there. And I think that's what P. Ryan can offer you. I don't love him. He's not a, you know he's not elusive. He's not really good in between the tackles. But if you get him in some outside zone, dump him off some passes, utilize his hands here in this same system, assuming it's kind of a system, he can offer high upside running back three numbers just True. on those PPR standalone points too. Cause that's where we're looking for these PPR running backs. That, where can we find them? Like last year we had, uh, it was, Naheem uh, Hines. Naheem Hines and it was, I don't think I also I lost his name all of a sudden from Washington. Led the oh, league in targets, uh, JD McKissick, JD. JD McKissick. You know, every year we see these guys Tariq come in and Duke Johnson. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we, we're looking for guys to have opportunity to catch footballs from the running back position to get us some points. And like Michael P Ryan right now, once the Jets do either sign a running back in free agency or draft a guy like Najee Harris, his value is going to even go farther down, which is crazy. because I know you can't think it go that much farther down, and it is. So he's somebody I'm just saying, pay attention to your waiver wires. Even a guy like Ty Johnson. I'm not saying it's exclusively Lamichael P Ryan here. It's where I bet my chips on right now. But if Ty Johnson's on your waiver wire, I would swoop him up just on the upside right there. Lamichael P Ryan, if he's on your waiver wire, it's going to be hard because he's he was only drafted just you just know, a year ago. Just yeah. a year ago. I would pick him up, but if, if you're working on a trade, if he's a throw-in, one of these guys I could see being a viable option in a PPR passing game, and again, PPR passing running backs, equal fantasy football points, and if I can get a guy for absolutely nothing and give me some depth at the position where I need the most depth, and that's the running back position, that I could put in on a bye-week filler, or maybe the guy they draft or signed goes down week 12, week 13, and this could be the guy that could offer me some starting potential, then those are the kind of guys I like for low risk, high return. That's the high return I'm looking for, you know? Not somebody to start week in, week out, but LaMichael Piran kind of fits that category to me to a T. And,
0: and they're, running backs like that, too, are perfect opportunities for some sell-high moments. You know, if your team isn't one of those playoff teams and all of a sudden somebody gets hurt, he LaMichael Piran has a well-rounded enough game that he can do all of the things you need him to do. It's not going to be sexy. He's not going to... Put up top ten weeks and stuff like that, but he could be the starter in a pinch if they needed him to be. Those are great times to flip for a team that's desperate for running back that they're in the pl- they're about to be in the playoffs. And hey, give me give me your late second because you're you know you're gonna win the ship. Give me your late second so that way you can have that running back you need, and then all of a sudden you know you you've made out great.
1: The guys all, in San Francisco just a couple of years ago is a good example. Jeff Wilson comes in, puts up a big game right around the playoff time. Hey, I'll give you a third round pick for Jeff Wilson. I just picked him on the wear wire. Sweet. All right. Yep. all right. I'll take it. Now I have two thirds. Now I can use those two thirds, move to the back end in the second. Moves. Real hey. quick. Um sorry. Oh, Pulled up the player shares
3: um tool that we have on the Dynasty GM tool. Um search like Michael P Ryan and he is owned across all of my dynasty leagues I'm in.
2: So he is out there, he's owned in quite a uh, quite a few places. But I would imagine his, his
3: value isn't that high though as of
2: right now. So I think would still get him trade for him.
1: I think I'd give a fourth round pick for him. I think that's fair value. I mean, anytime you're, you're shop, you're in the fourth round, you're looking for a running back. You're looking for any, any, any production whatsoever. So I think, uh, I think the fair value for a guy like Michael P right now is I'm going to go out there and offer a 21 fourth. And as we get closer to draft and when you're in the draft, I think it's gonna be much easier to pull that move off. And again, a fourth round pick is one of the most useless picks you'll have in dynasty fantasy right. football and, and drafts. Another
2: quick, interesting note: um, you know, when you're looking at, tar- I, I found this this really cool stat on Fantasy Pros, and it's it's target percentage by position group. So it, it basically shows like, it, uh, hey, San Francisco throws to their running backs twenty four percent of the time, and it, and you can you can sort them by whatever you want. So, you know, for instance, San Francisco does they throw to their running backs twenty four percent of the time, which is good for sixth in the league. On the opposite end of the spectrum is the New York, the New York Jets from last year, who only threw to the, the running back sixteen percent of the time, and that's like a bottom seven number in the league. So they're going, you know, from an offense that potentially barely threw to the to the running backs at all to to one of these top top six uh, program. If if you know if they do carry over that whole Kyle Shanahan offense, so there should be more targets available this coming season than there were last year to the running. It backs.
1: definitely should so. it's be a more fast, innovative mm-hmm. offense. Yep. that is going to utilize the running back a ton. Definitely when you don't have a ton of weapons out there in the past catching game. Listen, I love Denzel Mims as much as the next guy and they're going to probably bring in another receiver as well, but sure. even to help Sam Darnold, even if it's a rookie running quarterback, they're going to utilize the running back, whoever it is. That's why I love, we talked about it when we were doing the coaching talk is I love whatever running back goes to the jets. Like it's going to be a viable fantasy option. well, Whoever's the number two there to me is another guy I want to get my hands on, and right now it looks like it's going to stand LaMichael Ryan. I know Jared said he's owned in every league. Well, of course he is because he was a rookie last year. Everybody drafted him. He's on their taxi squad. If he's not on their taxi squad, he's still on their roster because you're not going to cut him. Definitely when there's no set starter in
0: New York as it is as well. Keep, keep an eye out, though, because usually got, teams do haven't made their cuts yet for the year. They're going to have to do that at some point this season right around when they – when they have their rookie drafts, he could be somebody that would be on the chopping block to make room for the fourth round pick that they just they, took they that started
1: season. already. Uh Kyle Rudolph cut by the Minnesota Vikings. Bye Felicia. Oh, not in real life. Not, I mean not in, in, in your in your yeah, fantasy yeah. drafts. In oh, fantasy I'm talking drafts. real life. Bye, Felicia.
2: Bye Felicia. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of cuts that are if gonna be you, happening with the with the salary cap reduction. Irv Smith.
3: If you play on sleeper, like they Joe Burrow is not even considered an IR eligible player anymore. In order to make any moves, like you have to make some adjusting on your rosters. There's been a lot of cuts on sleeper leagues that I'm in.
1: Yep. Yep. So
0: d- definitely just, just keep an eye out. Maybe a little notification when. A lot of adjusting, adjusting going on. It's so like
1: wearing those tighty whities <laughs> So we got to give those up, man. Too much adjusting. So, <laughs> Matt. Yes. You so, got a guy?
2: I do have a guy. So, my low next risk. guy.
1: Low risk. He's got. Ah, upside. High uh,
2: reward. Reward. So, like I bad. said, <laughs> I did mention that you know, it was from the same team. And the guy that I'm going to go. Let me with, guess. Denzel Mims. No. Chris Mims. Oh, From last Christmas, week, <laughs> Chris with the jumper. From last week, um, no, but it is Chris Herndon, um, tight end, um, 24 years old. Uh, obviously, he came into the league in 2018 and kind of burst onto the scene. Had over 500 yards in, in his rookie season, and then after that, Adam GaSe showed up, and we know what happens after Adam GaSe shows up. To, yeah. Go ahead and look at him because I said gays. gays. <laughs> uh, I messed up a word. He's a
0: fancy. He's a fancy I, football serial. I'm just. Killer. I'm just wondering if Rich remembers that this is a YouTube show. That's more what I'm wondering. Oh, and, you know, people might not know what's going on over there
1: right now. <laughs> I'm uh, leaving <laughs> up to the imagination.
0: It's a dog on his lap. Because uh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to take that
2: out of people's imagination. Take it out, <laughs> please. This show is not rated right
1: R. She was just licking my toes.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> So, um, you know, if, if we go back, not only did Adam Gase show up in 2019 – With his googly eyes. Um, with his googly eyes floating all over the internet. Um, Chris Herndon also had a suspension for four games. So it, he had a, tore a terrible start to the to the follow-up season of, of his, you know, by all intents and purposes, his really good rookie year. Um, but in the lead-up to practice, um, when he was supposed to be returning, you know, week five, he also pulled a hamstring. So he was out week five to week ten – Recovering from that, and then he came in for 16 plays in Week 10, and I think it was a rib that he ended up breaking, and he, he missed the whole rest of the season. So, so 2019 was a total wash,
1: as a French would say, "fragile." He was fragile. He was a bad year. Is that Italian?
2: Um, I think I, I think "fragile" is just fake. Yeah, I think it might be Italian. I don't know, but regardless, um, you know, last year was a bit of a wash. I think he was in the doghouse for the beginning half of the year, and. and he, he just, dog had a, house? He's just had a very up and down, <laughs> uneven season. So I, I kind of dug into it. And, and like I mentioned before, you know, uh, Fantasy Pros has a percentage breakdown of targets based on your position. <laughs> so, what's, I, it, what's the
3: dog's name again?
1: <laughs> don't worry about it. Ashley's just looking at you like, what <laughs> is happening? <laughs> Her face was amazing. She wants to get rid of the clear doors. What is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, Show
1: must go on. though. Show must
2: go on. So Chris Herndon, in his rookie season without Adam Gase, um, he was a, he saw twenty. The the New York Jets offense as a whole, they had twenty percent of the targets going to the tight end, and and you know I think that showed in, in and that was good for for tenth in the league, and I think it showed up in in his production. You know the, the five hundred yards yeah. that they, that they were targeting the tight ends pretty heavily, and if you look back at Adam Gase's. Just track record in general, you go back. I just went back to 2018, and I looked at 2018, 2019, and 2020. 2018 was obviously with Miami um, in in Mike Gusecki's rookie year, which was forgettable as well. Um, But he hasn't gone over 12%, and he's always in the bottom two or three in the league. It was was, uh, 12.8% in 2018, 11.3% in 2019, and 12% of the targets going to the tight end. In, in 2020. So it's just not part of his offense that, sure. he, that he's going to highlight the, the tight end. Um, even though there was a ton of off season hype going into 2020 that Chris Herndon, they, they couldn't wait to unleash him. It just, it just never happened. And it's really not part of his scheme. So I think with, with the bringing into the new system, you, I, I you know, I kind of wanted to, to compare with, with San Francisco, what their numbers looked, uh They
0: have looked a pretty like. good tight end over there, right? They have a pretty good tight end. Yeah. Jordan Reed. <laughs>
2: But and they targeted him twenty seven, you know, the tight end on twenty-seven percent of the the, the plays uh, you know, from two thousand seventeen to or, or two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen. It dipped a little bit in twenty twenty, and I think that's reflective of the fact that George Kittle wasn't on the field the entire time. They went down to twenty-four percent without George Kittle there on on you know all the plays. So I think what I'm trying to get to is I I think you can expect a big up, up tip uptick in the tight end production in general on this team. And Chris Herndon, I I think is the best tight end on on the roster, so that's why I like him as a breakout type of player for next year. I know we kind of went uh, around a, a roundabout way of saying that Adam Gase just doesn't like the tight ends. Sure, Adam but Gase I, but is I wanted like
1: to I, as a whole. He's a terrible coach. Right. He's Got googly w- eyes. He's terrible. I
2: wanted to dig a little bit deeper because that's the narrative no. and that's what we that's how we always lay it out. So I wanted to actually have some numbers to back it up. So, you know, I, I wanted at least lay out some of those. Well, facts. I'm
1: glad you brought your shovel, big guy. <laughs> We just dug right in there, and right. I, I I like that too because I like like kind of goes back to the outside zone run offense. Are going to run here is you know utilize that outside, get the running back in the outside, utilize them in the passing game, keep everything uh, open up in the middle there. Chris Herndon should be able to feast a little bit in the, in the middle there. Mm-hmm. You have Denzel Mims in the outside, take your shots when you can get them. That's the kind of offense I'm looking to to see here in New York. Absolutely. So I I think Chris Herndon can take that step forward and be utilized and be open in this offense as well. And again, if it's something like the San Francisco offenses, they have George Kittle. So obviously you can't, well, yeah, runs through the tight end. Well, yeah, you have George Kittle. Yeah. You know, Kansas City has Travis Kelsey. Of course it goes through the tight end. So but, but the other thing is there's
0: it's not like they have a plethora of weapons right now. It's not like, you know, where is he going to find targets with all of their talented pass catchers? Like it's we we like Denzel Mims and then we don't know what's Jam- going to happen Jameson
2: Crowder is there now. They're Currently. There is talk that he might be a cap casualty because sure. he's got a pretty hefty, I think it's over 10 or $11 million dollar type of number coming up next Perriman's year. a free agent. They have a ton of money, though. That's the thing. Like That's, a, that's the one thing. Jameson Crowder might be there. Uh, he could. We'll, we'll see. I think they could upgrade. But they've already, they've already got like Corey made, Davis going there. They've also made a cut today already, um, the New York Jets. Uh, uh, I think it was like a defensive
1: lineman or something like that. To clear Kyle Rudolph? Mo- to clear more cap space. <laughs> no, it wasn't Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> I mean, dude, if, they, if they're looking for an upgrade at tight end, Leonard Fournette's a free agent. He is. That's
2: a good point. And he That's, is, as we've said many times, he's a top six tight end in this league. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we've, Easy.
0: we've, we've repeated that over and Super over. Super Bowl yeah. Lenny. Yeah. Give it to him. I mean, yeah. Gronk, absolutely. Uncle Lenny, man.
1: Whew. Garrett, do you have a player that is low risk, high potential? I do. And I'm focusing
0: on a specific, uh, position group for a team. Oh, more no. so than just oh, not a player. More than more so than just one player. Kind of like
1: me when I like che- Ty Johnson or LaMichael P. Ryan, but very similar, uh,
0: very similar concept yeah.
1: here. I'm looking at the Seattle backfield.
0: We know that at this point, Chris Carson is a free agent. There have been virtually no indicators at all to say that he's going to go back to Seattle. We know that Carlos Hyde is also a free agent. Mm There have been almost no indicators that he is going back to Seattle. So that leaves us basically with two running backs at this point in Seattle. One is Rashad Penny. Uh And two... Then... DJ Dallas. DJ Dallas and Rashad Penny uh, are the two guys. Now, uh, Alex Collins is still there as well, so they do actually have three guys coming. I remember that guy. Yeah. Uh, He's always in and out everywhere. But part of it is,
1: I still actually
0: like. He's in and out of everywhere.
2: And out of everywhere. We're just gonna leave that one go. All right, go ahead. I
0: was surprised Rich didn't <laughs> that,
2: that, say anything.
1: Nothing, nothing. I know. You missed it. It's all right. He's in his own little he world. Does, he doesn't ah, make so no. much. I was thinking of just like what are good indicators. Like, oh, it's cold out. Your nipples are hard.
3: Garrett, you're not allowed to talk about
0: DJ Dallas.
1: I'm it's always time to talk about DJ Dallas. There's never a bad time to
0: talk about it. But more more than even DJ, and, and my my love for him has been well documented. Right. Uh, his jersey is literally on my wall. I've seen it. But it's more so than him. It's, it's the position and the opportunity there. Yeah. One, part of the reason that uh, Schottenheimer left was because there was a lot of disagreement over how much they were throwing the football. I think they <laughs> want to get back to their roots. What are you laughing about?
2: I don't know. I lost it. I'm sorry. Uh,
0: <laughs> I was like, do I have like a booger hanging out? What just happened? Schottenheimer, he's out the window. Uh, Carson and, and Hyde, they're both gone as well. And the other thing is, they're not in a great situation as far as their cap goes. And they're missing both their third and, uh, sorry, their first round pick and their third round pick this year. So the likelihood of them the, the taking Jamal Adams. Right? Yep, on the Jamal Adams trade. Uh, So they only actually have four draft picks. They're also missing their seventh round pick, which that's inconsequential for this, but they literally only have four draft spots with a defense that was atrocious, an offensive line that could use some help. The likelihood of them taking a running back with a significant pick, which really the only one they have is their second round pick that I would consider significant, seems awfully low. So at this point, I think best case scenario, maybe there's like a middle of the road running back that they would consider signing. But I think more or less... It's going to be Rashad Penny, and it's going to be DJ Dallas. I think we're going to see Rashad Penny doing a lot of the first and second down work. I think DJ Dallas is going to be doing a lot of the third down work. I think both of them can be viable. Neither one are going to be a guy that you want to start as your RB2 but i think both could be viable in uh, in flex opportunities and especially if one or the other gets injured we'll see an uptick in the, in the other's role so i think both of those guys are good investments and like i said you're it's not like you're taking this guy with your you know 7th round pick of your startup you're, you're these are guys going 12th 13th 14th round of startup drafts and their upside is just huge simply because it's a Russell Wilson led offense and we've seen them have production at the running back position
1: yeah I like the idea of getting out there and trying to get some Rashad Penny shares uh for for the cost right now being super cheap I think you're again you're talking about a guy you probably get I mean I don't think you get Rashad Penny for a fourth round pick but you probably get him for a third third round pick which to me a former first round pick in the NFL of Seattle took they're letting Chris Carson walk most likely. Yep. You we don't know, know for sure, but it looks here. like that. Uh, some of these two new, like the new TV, the ESPN deal is coming out here now too. So this might reflect some of the salary cap, but I think some teams are going to be smart anyways, because the salary cap, even if it's a little bit low next year, will explode in 2021. But they'd already invested a first-round pick in Rashad Penny. They might as well get some usage out of there. Rashad Penny showed some flashes when he was healthy. His big right. problem is he's not been able to be healthy. And they can utilize him as that first and second-down running back, like you said, and then use DJ, DJ Dallas in his strong suit in, in the passing game yep. and get him outside. I think it does offer some really good upside. If you're looking for a really – again, this is all as everything stands right now, right? No free agency, no NFL draft. Right. and that's We're just projecting. But sometimes that's a really good window to buy players because once you do have the NFL draft and you do do free agency, there's a lot more clarity. And clarity can either raise or lower the price of some players. So, right now, when you're at a low risk player, a guy like Rashad Penny, who right now you'd have to guess is the starter over DJ Dallas, because I like DJ Dallas too, but he's not a starter in the NFL in my eyes. He's just Probably not. He, he's a role-playing running back, which is, is just fine in these days. Absolutely. In these days. He's catching passes. Rashad Penny could be that bell cow running back. And like you mentioned, Brian Schoenheimer left because they want to run the football more. Pete Carroll came out and said, I want run, run the football more. Russell Wilson saying, I want to run out of town a little bit more. So... We don't know what's going to go. The only thing we can say for sure right now, even if Russell Wilson leaves, they're going to run the football. No matter what we do, they're going to run the football. And right now, Rashad Penny looks as the major benefactor Benefactor. there. So for me, if you can get any running back that looks like he's going to be a potential starter, that's going to get 250 carries potentially or a third-round pick. That's great value. Even a late eyes. second, honestly, I would be willing to pay. I bet you could. You, he's a player you can like. Hey, I'll give you my late second, and you give me Rashad Penny and next year's third. You know, or yeah. now, you know, something along those lines. You probably get pretty creative for Rashad Penny because whoever has Rashad Penny has zero confidence. I have Rashad Penny's shares. Sure. Sometimes I forget he's even on my roster.
2: I, same. I have. I have. He's I have been in been, like I have so been in one league, and literally, I don't even. It doesn't even like. Enter my thought process of of him being a running back on my roster. I'm, look,
3: I'm looking at some trades that have gone through for Rashad Penny, and there's 2021 round three draft pick for Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny for Jalen Rager fourths on each side. Rashad Penny and Johnu Smith for Adam Thielen. What do you guys think about those?
1: Uh, well, whoever gave up Jalen Rager for Rashad Penny, bad job out of you. Yeah, uh, I think that's
2: overpaying. Yeah,
1: no. I, I, I'm going with the first one you said. I'm right around that third round pick is where I feel comfortable. If if I was desperate at running back and I had to go up a late second, one, yeah. I'd want to win 211, wait.
0: 212.
1: I'd want to see who's there at 211, 212. Sure. 24. I just give it up, but I wouldn't hate it. Chances
0: know? are you're not, more than likely, most years, especially this year because it's not a deep running back class, you're probably not getting a running back that you have any confidence that could be the starter this season.
1: And you're, and you're picking a 2-11, 2-12, which means you're a championship-caliber team, which you're making a run for. Either you won the yep. championship right. or you came in second place. So you have to be aggressive here. we got to remember in Dynasty Fantasy Football, these championship windows, no matter how good your team looks on paper, they're not long-lasting windows. Right. It, your team will ever be changing. The top teams, bottom teams, they change year in, year out. You'll have a team that won a championship one year, and then just due to injuries and where the, where the cookies crumbled, they have picked one to the following year. It's yep. it's the most... It's the most... miss uh, Biggest misstep you can make a Dynasty is sometimes is... We talk about all the time. What, what does my team look like on paper? Here's the potential. Here's my long-term outlook for five years. It, none of that is... All that is out the window. You don't know. That's why we say... If there's a window for a championship, you grab it and you hold on to it as hard as you can, yep. and you do everything to get those titles because the, nothing is guaranteed. Well, I've been playing Dynasty defense football for over 17 years, and I've had countless people tell me how good their team looks on paper and how good it's going to be in a year and, or how many championships are gonna, they're going to they're going to win in a row, and it never, ever pans T- out. Tomorrow
2: so, never comes for them.
1: So if you have an opportunity for a third-round pick or possibly a very late second-round pick, to get a guy that offers potential, then you got to take it. Yep. And I think I think of all the players we're talking here, a guy at the running back position offers the most potential. I think Rashad Penny falls right in that line. Now with that being said, you can't be shocked if in free agency opens up and they re-sign Chris Carson or they sign another happen. running back. It could easily. But those happen. are the risks you have to take at right. times to get over the hump.
2: Yeah, and that's this the thing. Most of these guys are gonna be great for teams that are. Hitting the upswing, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. or they're trying to stay up on top. These aren't these aren't rebuild type oh. of players. I mean, even though they are low risk, high reward, maybe you could flip them. Sure, I feel like it's still a much better buy if you're if you're on your upswing, if you're if you're headed towards a championship in the next year or two. These are the type of players that could that could potentially take you over the hump and get you that championship. Because if that's they the hit.
0: that's the tough part. Is Rashad Penny's already what twenty five? I believe he is. Right. So I mean, it's not like he's this this young running back anymore. This is yeah. This is gonna be his fourth season at the age of twenty five. Well, not to be Frank Gore son. You know, <laughs> you, you <laughs> never know. But. uh uh anyway let's get into our sponsor uh for this evening and that's our friends at predictionstrike.com. let's make some money yeah, yeah girl. we're talking about some of these uh these guys would,
1: would we consider these penny stocks rashad penny stocks could oh <laughs> dude i think i think right now on prediction strike right now if you use that promo code dynasty and take that free ten dollars yep right now invest it all in rashad penny what well, do you got it. to lose? Ten bucks. Who cares? It was free. Exactly. What do you got to lose? You put ten in bucks. twenty bucks, you got ten but, bucks. You could lose it all. You could. But, <laughs> but it was free money. It wasn't yours to begin yeah, with. It with, was given with, to you. Yeah, but week six, money. I mean, week six, Rashad Penny's got four hundred and fifty yards rushing, six touchdowns. Sell him. You bought him for a penny. Now so he's worth a dollar fifty. You just made 150 times your money. Rashad
3: Penny, current value, five dollars and thirty-nine cents. His his graph is going like this, spiking That's, up. It's starting you it
0: better up? get it now. So $5.35 yeah, of
1: so you, $10, you get about a share, almost two shares a penny.
0: There you go. Almost two shares of a
1: penny. But that's what Prediction Strike <laughs> is. It's it's yep. literally a platform like, it's like stocks, right? Like, everybody's into crypto right now. Like, ooh, what's up? What's down? Where's Bitcoin? Where's Arrow? where where's Ethereum? Where all this is, where is this going? Right now, we know, we don't, I don't know. Do you uh, understand crypto. any of that?
2: Do you understand what makes that go up and down?
1: Hell no, but I know no. what Dynasty is. exactly, And I'm good at it. You know what I mean? So... If you, if you fall dynasty, if you fall the rookies and you fall the trends, and you if you're agencies, listening to this show, you know, more than the average Joe. So get on to predictionstrike.com, Use that promo code dynasty. Get the free $10, and invest some of your money and invest in some of these guys that again, we're not buying, uh, Justin Jefferson right now. You nope. know what I mean? We're not buying. We're looking for guys. Every single well, guy Matt, we're talking. about might be still. I'm still, I'm still on, but <laughs> I'm still buying <laughs> He's just scratched the surface. <laughs> and he smells his fingers. Ugh, you nasty. Uh, but the, like every guy we're we're saying on this show today might be worth a little bit of investment because the sky's the limit, right? Sure. Like, maybe not the sky, but at least like a, an umbrella's the, the yeah. limit. You know, you're going maybe, above your head. Maybe like a tall building. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> like nice. a tall building's the limit. <laughs> Ten
2: stories max.
1: <laughs> but right now, I mean, I think all the guys we talked to, I think Rashad Penny is a great investment for yep. like a short term window. Again, if you want to just flip a stock and make some money, it's not not everything's got to be a long term investment, no. right? Like. Where can I make money? That's what you got to be looking at. How can I make money? Rashad Penny could probably make you money in Prediction Strike. And if you're out if you lose, well, you're out 5 bucks and 36 cents. And it wasn't even yours to begin with because
0: they gave you 10 free dollars every time you deposit or the first time you deposit $20 or more with the code Dynasty. That's predictionstrike.com. And don't forget there are they are on the App Store as well. Download the app. Yep. I love using the app. So, uh that's promo code Dynasty at predictionstrike.com.
1: You guys want another guy you can buy on predictionstrike.com? Don't know yes. how much it is, but I got a guy. How about Josh Oliver, tight end for the Jacksonville wire, six foot five, two hundred and forty-nine pounds. And you gotta remember this is a guy who ran a four six three at his combine. So he had some good speed there. Coming into that coveted third year uh at the tight end position. That being said, he was a third round pick. He's only played four total games because yep. he's been hurt. He's been hurt. And this is a team right now that declined Tyler Eifert's uh, option. They, they're losing James Ashani to the tight end position as well. Now, they may bring a guy in in free agency as well. They might trade they for could. Zach Ertz. They might sign somebody. They might sign Hunter Henry. Could draft somebody. But this leaves right now Josh Oliver, their fo- former third-round pick, as their best option at the tight end position and Oliver, I said, for his size, he had really good speed. He was something that we had, thought had really good upside coming out in this draft. And when he was at San Jose State, yeah, San Jose was terrible. I think they won one game the last game he was there. But he was their number one receiving option there. This is a guy who's been plagued with injuries the first couple of years, but now he's going to go into a team that we expect to take a big step forward. They got James Robinson there. They're, big out, they're about to get Trevor Lawrence. And if we're all sitting there talking, and everybody's agreeing that Trevor Lawrence – is a generational quarterback, a once-every-ten-years kind of quarterback. Well, those are the kind of quarterbacks that make everybody else around him. So not only am I just trying to get like jo- Trevor Lawrence in Superflex, what are the weapons that are going to be surrounded by Trevor Lawrence? Who are the young guys that they could build around Trevor Lawrence for the next four to five years that have that really good fancy football window? We all like DJ Shark right. and, and his upside. But what about Josh Oliver, another guy in here that, get again, all-new staff, all-new personnel – But he's going to have an opportunity to come in here with a guy like Trevor Lawrence and show what he can do. What can he do? We don't know because he's only played four total games and he doesn't have much action here. But he's going to have opportunity around Trevor Lawrence. And as it stands today, there's not a lot of opportunity around him right now. Keelan Cole's a free agent. Like we said, we have DJ Shark. We got James Robinson. And then Josh Oliver is the number one tight end. And we know that Urban Meyer is going to utilize some talent that he has on the field. So if Josh, Al- Josh Oliver could show they could do something here with Trevor Lawrence, then we could look for a tight end that can give you those mid-range to low-end tight end one numbers. And right now, Josh Oliver is free.
2: He's free. Um, I don't know if if he's available in a bunch of leagues, but if you have to pay anything for him right now, it's in like the fifth, sixth round range. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? it's, very, it's very dirt cheap at this point. He's a very prediction strike friendly uh, investment, I think, at this point. And, and and I think you nailed it, man. I, you know, the Herb Meyer offense, I, you know, I think he uses whoever is good. And we, we pointed that out, I think, last week. And, and the tight ends, he's had them involved in the past, you know, the Aaron Hernandez type of guys. And I can't remember the other one. Um, was it Jordan Reed? Was Jordan Reed there at the same time as him? Or Florida? No? At Florida. Probably. I, I can't remember. But he, he will use the tight end if, if it's available. He didn't do it much at Ohio State, but I think his, back in his days uh, at Florida he did. So uh, Josh Oliver – was he it, also?
1: It was. It was. Uh. Oh my God. Not camera for the Colts.
2: Uh, Trey Burton. Trey Burton. Gotcha. Was his other tight end. Um. Uh. So I mean, we'll see. You know, he was a. He was the one that was a a, a linebacker, correct? Before he he transitioned to tight end, so he's he still was a linebacker rel- that relatively new.
1: Forced more to the tight end position, right. and his
0: speed. Yeah, his, for, his size was fantastic. And, and was it him or was it who was the one that was also playing like water polo and like all of those different sports? Uh, is that Josh Oliver? It was one Kahale, of those tight ends. Kyle Warring or whatever. Holly Warring. Okay, yep. I knew it was somebody, one Texas. Texas. Another,
1: another third year tight end to for some potential upside here, too. For one. sure.
0: Yep.
2: So, um, yeah, I like Josh Oliver going forward. Definitely.
1: Okay. Matt, you got a guy?
2: I do. Another tight end. Um, yeah, we're just going to keep dipping into this one. It seems so it's like it's all
0: running backs and tight ends. That's all we got. I mean, it does
2: system. seem like these are the guys that kind of pop up out of nowhere, right? Um, sure. so
0: Robert Tanyan.
1: Darren Waller. We've seen that a lot over the past few we years.
2: We definitely have. So uh, my guy is Anthony Furkser.
1: Love this pick. I almost had him. I, I had him on my potential list as well.
2: Um, tight end of the Titans. He's 26 years old. This is going to be his fourth year in the league. He's currently a restricted free agent um, for the Tennessee Titans. And obviously John Newsmith is a free agent. And you know, with, with their with their current cap situation, they're at around $5 bucks, And they also have Corey Davis, who's going to be gone. So I think I think personally, um, if I'm looking at those two positions, and I know that I can kind of only fill one, I would like to go out and get a wide receiver, and and keep a guy like Anthony Ferker. I I, I'm having a hard time with that Ferkers, who who played a uh, um, a pretty large role and kind of under yeah. the radar role last year, along with John U. Smith. Um, so if you look at just at, at last year's you know comparison between the two, John U. Smith and Anthony Furkser. You know, Anthony Verser had 53 targets, uh, 39 receptions, 389 yards, and a touchdown. And Janu Smith, who is this ballyhooed, you know, big-time free agent that everyone's kind of fawning over and, and and expecting big things out of, he only had 65 targets, 41 receptions, 448 yards. I mean, he did have a big up, uptick in in tight um, in touchdowns. He had eight touchdowns. So that's kind of what differentiated the two of these players. But really. You're you're gonna get a much much of the same out of a guy like Anthony Ferkser that you you're gonna get out of um, John Newsmith. Smith. It's just gonna be at a much reduced price. And I think with the fact that they're so strapped uh, uh, against the top of the cap, there, I don't think they're gonna have much of a choice. I, I think it's gonna be Furkser and they're gonna have another guy that they're that they're kind of running uh, running with as a, as a second guy. But Furkser I just I kind of I kind of looked at his numbers and extrapolated them because. Tennessee Titans is, is another one of these teams that has a high percentage of, of Throw a ton there, yeah, of passes to the tight end. Twenty
1: five percent. It was like a twenty four point nine percent went to their tight ends last year. It was
2: actually thirty point five according according to Fanny Pro, Fantasy Pros oh of the pass plays went to the tight end position, which was better. which was fifth or 3rd th- I'm sorry, <laughs> third overall. So <laughs> numbers, <laughs> numbers, <laughs> and eighty eight percent of them went to the top two guys, sure. and that's and that's Anthony Ferguson and and and. And Johnny John Smith. U Smith. So, if you if you give Johnny if you give Firkser even just like a, a bump of twenty targets, he gets up into this conversation pretty quickly into the t- into the top tight end one. into the tight end one conversation. And if you boost like last year, he had a, he had a kind of a down year by his standards by a, a yards per completion. Uh, it was down at nine point nine. But you know if you go by his career average of eleven, you get you get up into some into some top seven numbers. Um, so it's. He has a, a ton of potential. And I feel like just because their finances are the way that they are, they're gonna let John New Smith uh, go, and he's gonna be the, the tight end one there. And I think it's a very sneaky play because no one's talking about him. Yeah, his at name all.
1: came up just a little bit in the 2020 season here, the Fergster, And then obviously you got eclipsed by John New Smith. And when I saw you put out there, you put in Fergster, I had him, I was going to him, Donald Parham for yeah. uh the LA Chargers is another great guy that could be on this list that we talk about here in depth as well. But you mentioned this is an offense that's losing Corey Davis, that's losing Johnny Smith, that targets – I thought it was 25% they targeted, targeted the tight end, which is a good number, but 30%, so a third of the plays go in there. And then you then you move all those Johnny who targets over to a guy like Ferkser. You know they're going to run the football. You know this is an offense that wants to utilize Ryan Tannehill and his strengths, right, that keeps him as a top eight, top seven fantasy football quarterback. And that's key. the way they do that is they run the ball strong and they keep everything short and sweet and simple. And that's where – the tight end comes into effect, and right now, when we were talking about the tight end position before, it's I think what's weird about Tennessee is a lot of people don't notice notice that they throw so much to tight end because they utilize so many different tight ends. Sure. And like you said, with so, like Johnny leaving, Fursler is now the most talented. You 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 funnel a little bit more that way, and you're looking at a guy that could be tight end number eight, tight end number nine, which is a very good option to have when there's nothing you know mm-hmm. for for a no price tag here and. Is there a potential they could be like you mentioned a guy like Robert Tunyon, right? Everybody thought it was going to be J.C. Sternberger coming mm-hmm. to be the number two, and turns out it's Robert Tunyon, and not only is it Robert Tunyon, but he's a top six tight end <laughs> for the twenty twenty season. season. So, right now, if you get a guy like Anthony Furkser for a third round pick, I think that I think that would fall right in that category of a third round pick. That's that's free money it that you're free. playing with yep. for fantasy points.
3: I've seen I see a few trades of fourth round picks getting Ferkser just a fourth. Yeah. And that's, that's in February. So. That's a good starting point. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Well, and the reason I actually, of all the tight ends we've talked about, I like this one the best. And the reason is this is not a team in transition. All the other ones we're talking about, new coaches and hoping they like them. We're talking about new systems and, and hoping they fit. This one, none of the pieces are changing. The quarterback is the same. The, the, the head coach is the same. Obviously, offensive coordinator, there's a little bit of movement there.
2: They hired from within, though. But they
0: hired from right? within. Yep. And – basically there it's 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 stable you know so it would it would lend itself to a next man up opportunity much more than some of these other situations where it's like we're 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 projecting that it'll fit sure. we already know that this fits yes absolutely
2: and and on on top of that the the cap that that's the biggest thing you know what mm-hmm. i mean they
0: don't have, they don't have the money to. Do they it. don't
2: have the money to go out and get a guy and pay a guy. You know, like I would love a Hunter Henry here. You know what I mean? I think oh, that would be. Sure. But they just don't have the money for it. So uh, uh, John, they're going to let John New Smith walk because I, they don't have the money. For
0: I it. could see him drafting a third round guy. Yeah, absolutely. Letting him develop and then saying like, okay, Firkser, it's your job until this guy beats you in out in three years. So you in it.
1: Yep. And they are going to spend money on offense, like you mentioned. It's going to be a receiver position. It'd be them trying to figure out how to bring back a guy like Corey Davis, who already fits into their system. So. I, I'm with Garrett. I absolutely love this pick at tight ends. It goes right into that Rashad Penny pick. Like, I like both your guys' picks over my pick. Like, I like a little Michael P. Ryan as a PBR running back, but nothing that uh, I'm ever getting my lineup. Like, Rashad Penny is a potential starter in here. A guy like Anthony Fergster, somebody you can get into your lineup and start. Again, when when Robert Tunyon became the starter, we mentioned there, hey, go pick up Robert Tunyon off the waiver wire, right. and I got him in a lot of leagues off the waiver wire. This is the same kind of situation. Like, get him in there. You have nothing to lose. These are all nothing to lose guys that offer that high reward. And they first are another great, fantastic selection here to get into your lineup or onto your dynasty roster today for a very low price. Jared says I'm going for a fourth. I personally would have no problem paying a third for him. And I think in a tight end premium league, I think even if you have a, a mid-range third, high third, even in this deep draft class, I think that's a really good opportunity to go in there still and reasonable. get some, yeah, yep. get some good production out there for the tight end premium. Yeah, leaders. it does drop. It's a great off.
0: It does drop off after the first three. You make a, you could maybe say four tight ends in this class, but after that, it really drops off.
1: And you're getting immediate production. So anytime you start talking late round picks, we're not looking for no, no rookie tight ends coming in helping you right away. So if you're thin in the well, tight end position, Kyle Pitts right? Kyle Pitts. I mean, the guy's a giant receiver. <laughs> I'm saying already. He's the best tight end I've ever watched on tape. He's fantastic, the best tight end I've ever watched. But uh, if you're if you're in if you're in, a, if you're, in a, you're on a team, you're a contender, and you could use a little help at tight end, even if it's your tight end two or you're in tight end premium league. I would I would strongly recommend going out there and get it like Anthony guy get it like Anthony Ferkser. because anybody else that's probably going to offer similar pot- potential on the upside is going to cost you three se- times as much. Yeah,
2: a second round draft pick or something like that. Easily, dude. yeah,
1: you definitely. Like Even if you want to go get his counterpart, like a John New Smith, he's costing you a mid-range second in tight end premium league, if not a high second just on the upside because of his athleticism. And he's going to sign somewhere in free agency, and that's going to give him a boost even more so. Why, is going to stay slow and steady.
2: He's just going to be under the radar, I think, for most of this offseason.
1: It's a great ad. Garrett? All right, last but not
0: least, I am going back to the running back position. And I'm going with a guy that when I first saw him, I, I, w- I wasn't sure he was a little undersized. I was like, you know, he's really going to have to fit a role. And then the team that is the the stereotype for that role drafts him, and that's J.J. Taylor, who got drafted. Actually, he was an undrafted, undrafted free agent, free agent yep. uh, that went to the New England Patriots. He was, And as soon as that happened, he instantly went on my radar. One, because I, I loved his, his PPR prowess. I thought he looked really good in that. Quick, twitchy, but... James White is a free agent. Mm-hmm. Chances are this is a team that is in total disarray. They're they're probably not going to be bringing James White back more than likely. And at this point, we don't we don't necessarily know who the quarterback is, which if it's not Cam Newton, that would actually be a little bit helpful because oftentimes running quarterbacks aren't dumping the ball off to the to the running backs as, or the running quarterbacks aren't dumping the ball off to running backs as often, but Bill Belichick is still there. McDaniels is still there. This is another situation where the coaching staff is still in place and they love utilizing those pass-catching running backs. They've done it for years. Now, part of that was Tom Brady. Tom Brady really loved doing that. So we don't know necessarily who their quarterback is going to be this year, but if you wanted to give me somebody that could end up being james white that could end up being a Tariq cohen that could end up being you know one of those ppr monsters just they, they only get 300 rushing yards on the season but they had 750 receiving yards and and you know ended up being a, a great dart throw running back for you i think jj taylor is the type of player that could be that guy
2: the dion lewis they just they just churn him out like every few years i feel like yeah, they was of, a great they're, one they're producing a, a new uh ppr type of running back and you know they're they're in the rumors to be after the, you know the Bill Belichick loves Cam Newton's, you know, whatever. Bill Belichick, they're scouring everywhere, so they're they are totally in transition. We have no idea kind of what the offense is going to look like. Is Cam going to be back? They're most likely going to draft a young uh, a young quarterback if they get the opportunity. I to hear move them
1: up and Mac dra- Jones. I, a lot. I was, was going to say right. I hear a lot of Mac Jones rumors. Which in New would be
0: great for TJ Taylor because right. Mac Jones is not a great
2: athlete. No, he is not. So I, I would imagine either way, there's going to be some sort of role. At least they're going to see if he fits a role next year while they're kind of figuring out the rest of their offense and where their future is. And and J.J. Taylor, I think, is a prime candidate. I
0: I was honestly surprised that he got playing time this year. Uh, uh, It wasn't a ton, but he did get 23 rush attempts, uh, and then they threw the ball to him a little bit here and there. But I I was surprised that he actually was on the field for them this year. I I thought he was going to be a a practice squad guy the entire year. So the fact that he even dressed was – was encouraging and it was
2: towards the end of the season too is when he when he got his biggest opportunity six six uh rushes for 38 yards in week 16 um so it was you know they kind of i think they were kind of trying to see what they had in him that's why they kind of played him towards the end of last season and Mm -hmm. and you know we'll we'll see what next season brings but i think like i said it's a transition year for them i I would be shocked if they didn't at least try him out in the offense another team that
1: has salary cap you know problems so
2: no i think they're okay actually are uh, they okay now? yeah new england is is way under the gap
1: so it was last year that yep okay it was last year that it was problems yeah so they
2: that, they actually have the third most um salary cap space so that, i could see them it, i could see them buying a wide receiver perhaps even a tight end kind of they, solidify some things but they're not going to overspend at the running, at the running
0: back, running back because, position because they are missing their third round pick as well
2: because they have they have sony there who's under contract still and, and they damon obviously harris. have damon harris as well so I think JJ Taylor would slide in right behind both those guys. It'd yep. be a, a really nice Let them be the grinders yep.
0: and and he comes in on third down. Absolutely.
2: Yeah,
1: so to recap here, we got guys that we think are very low risk players that offer some up, upside. Lamichael P. Ryan, running back for the New York Jets, Anthony Furkser, tight end for the uh Tennessee Titans. DJ Dallas, Rashad Penny for the Seattle Seahawks, Josh Oliver, tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Chris Herndon, tight end for the New York Jets, and JJ Taylor, running back for the New England Patriots, all upside guys here. Uh, so yeah, I, I invest, I would invest in every single one of these guys to see if I can get them on my dynasty squad. Just go out there and see if they, I mean, some of them might just be available. Like yeah. uh, go see if they're available. It depends on how
2: shallow your league is. If you don't have, we do, a, we do large have people rosters. that play in, yeah. you know,
0: yeah, we only roster 20 players, play roster, play, we, dynasty leagues. you know, I, I definitely, there's definitely a possibility. These are also perfect. We didn't mention it and we probably should have. These are perfect in guys. Like, to, to even out a deal, like, ah, uh, it's close. You know what? Toss in, you know, name one of these guys. Sure. They're the perfect type of players for that.
1: When you're, when you're, people are trying to move up and down the draft, sometimes <clears throat> if people want to just move up a couple, you know, a couple of picks, you go, hey, you, and these are, these are strategies for your draft that you target ahead of time. Like, okay, I know Matt has Anthony Ferguson and I know he's okay at tight end. So what do I do? Let me go ahead and just go plan ahead and I'm okay with moving back from three six to three eleven. Hey, Matt, 3-6 on the clock. You got somebody you love here? Psh, hell yeah, I got somebody I love here. All right, give me Ferkser and three I'll give you 3-6. Draft day, they're going to be like, oh, so, yeah, let's do it. Boom. So When you go in your draft, if you have plans like that for your dynasty rookie draft, those are good strategies to have way ahead of time. T- Low-end players that you want to target as throw-ins and start to manipulate the draft that way and move back because you're actually getting the player that you want with your pick yeah. plus some because you're going to – what, it, what in reality, like Garrett said, is you're not even giving up anything in situations like that. You're giving up the player that you could have drafted there. But once you start talking third round, you're usually not missing anything. So and if you want to see where these players are and you want to stream like this, this is a perfect another example for the dynasty GM. Yep. It's a tool we have. We have the, uh, the rookie pick board going up there very soon. I saw it last night. It looked very sexy. Very, very sexy. Sweet. Look at all your draft boards. And mm-hmm. if you want to see who's where, what's what. Okay. Who has Firkser? This is a team has Firkser. How strong are they at tight end? Oh, they're this strong at tight end. How many, how many draft picks do they have? This is the draft board. It all ties in with the Dynasty GM. Remember, that's absolutely free to try right now. It's the greatest in-season and, just as importantly, greatest off-season tool you could have in Dynasty Fantasy Football. It's absolutely free to t- try. Get to DynastyNerds.com. Get in there. No, no credit card information, no nothing. You actually get to try it literally for free. You'll see it's the best tool in Dynasty today. Get out there. Try that out. And, of course, if you're a nerd herd member, if you like that, you be join the nerd. Right now is the most important time to be watching this rookie film. Next week, Ooh. we start our rookie yeah, breakdowns. We're going to start here. the yes. 2021 NFL quarterbacks. What do we use to watch our tape? A lot of people ask. That's the Dynasty Nerds film room. If you're looking for the best tape, best film room out there today to watch these rookies – it's the Dynasty Nerds film room. We have all 22 film in the in the film room. So if you're looking to watch these rookies, how the pros watch the rookies, get the Dynasty Nerds film room. We have every player that's eligible to be drafted in that film room right now. Get your eyes on it. Dominate your rookie draft today with this film room. It's all for the price of a cup of coffee. You get the rankings. You get the GM tool. You get the film room. You get the nerd score. Extra pod. You get the bonus pod. Remember, when we break down our rookies, we do them in two different pods. And one of them, unfortunately, you know, people are like, oh, you put some of that behind a paywall. Well, somebody's gotta pay for this film room, somebody's gotta pay for all this these developers to build these awesome tools for you guys. That's what it does. This money does not come to us, it goes right back into the dynasty community to help you guys be dynasty that better dynasty players. Invest in yourself, invest in your dynasty team, and you're gonna pay dividends not only this year, but for years to come for your dynasty team as you win not one but two. The three multiple championships becoming a true ahead, Keep going. Dynasty fantasy Football <laughs> team. So get there. Make sure you check out the YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, hit that notifications channel button because we have so much unique content going on there as well. I just talked about TJ Hawkinson on my YouTube channel. We have a lot of individual stuff and coming up. That's yeah, YouTube channel, yeah. Okay. That's my YouTube channel now, son. We're a team. I'm the captain now. So <laughs> get on there. DynastyNerds.com. I can't promote it enough. You're listening to the podcast, but the site has so much to offer as well. And like we mentioned, the, the thing that we do best is break down these rookies, and it all starts next week with the 2021 rookie quarterback class. we be talking about some Trevor Lawrence. We're going to talk about some Justin Fields. Breaking down the film. I can't wait to get to it. It's going to be – and then when it's all over, I can't wait for it to be over. Yep. Because it's so much film.
2: Yep. We'll get so burnt out in the next two months. It'll be oh, great.
1: If you ask me, hey, Rich, what are you doing for the next two months of your entire life? Every free minute. Oh, I'm watching film. Yeah, watching film. That, all the way up to the last minute. So – Get out there. Um, make sure you're joining the herd so you can hear all our rookie breakdowns. Because remember, we're going to get half and half. So that's what we'll be. Yep. Check it out.
2: Check it out, guys. Adios.